Hello and welcome to Heart and Art, the podcast that connects people through creativity. I'm your host, Danny Vanderbrook, a Hong Kong-based writer and teacher of world literature. I'm thrilled to be present and share the many voices of our enthusiastic and rich art scene here in Hong Kong. So last week I kicked off our author sharing series by reading a short story of my own called Maria's Orange Dahlias. Uh, this week, though, I'm very honored to welcome a friend and fellow writer, Sonia Leung. So uh, Sonia began writing when she turned 40. In 2016, she earned a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing with distinction from City University of Hong Kong. Presently, she's working on rewriting her English memoir, Hong Kong Dream. She's also at work on her first bilingual lyric poem collection titled Don't Cry Phoenix. Her works appeared in multiple publications, including Cha, Marla Literary Journal, the Shanghai Literary Review, China Narrative, Line Paper, and Afterness Literature from the New Transnational Asia, an anthology. Wow. <laughs> Quite the list. Wow. <laughs> it's really nice to have you here today. Thank you, Danny, for having me. Yeah, it's great. I'm really looking forward to hearing some of your work today. So I've already said to you, it's really interesting, this this idea that, you, you know, you really started writing when you turned 40. Yeah. Did you ever write before then? <sighs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a long story, right? Okay. <laughs> so that's where the memoir comes in. Ah, um, yeah. Okay. I, um, well, as everyone says, when you have a difficult childhood, you, yeah, it, it turns you into a writer. Yeah. Kind of, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I was one of those lonely child, <laughs> uh, bookish, you know, and mm. I just, uh, I, felt, I felt enough in um, uh, reading since, yeah, I was 10, 12, and I started to read uh, Chamber of Chamber of the Wet Dreams. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, the, the more simplified um, version, and then I fell in love with lyrics and poetry then, mm. and started to just scribble around and and at that time my mother and father and elder siblings they came to Hong Kong first and I and my younger sister was left behind were left behind in our hometown in Fujian so I was born in Fujian and then when I was 10 my parents and two elder siblings um, came to Hong uh, left for Hong Kong and um, they couldn't take all four of us at once and yeah yeah. so it was really tough time I guess and feel like um, deserted and uh, unwanted and all this kind of so so, you know you you kind of yeah so then I, I find you know, the book's kind of um, really um, healing in some way. So, yeah, it is a kind of escape, but in a good way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Into the books. <laughs> I totally hear that. The fantasy yeah. of, you know, yeah. losing yourself in books. Exactly. And like so many writers, it's like that idea of turning pain into something Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so then until, but then when I came to Hong Kong, um, when I was 12 and then, and really worked hard in school because I, ha- I need to catch up on my English because in China at my time, back in the 
80s, we didn't yeah. have English education in um, primary school. Sure. So I had to learn ABC when I first came to Hong Kong when I was 12. So wow. I was downgraded to grade to catch up on my English. So yeah, it was all about study, study, study. And uh, yeah, so and then afterwards, it's, it's all about work, you know, in Hong Kong, you had to prove yourself, you had to. So um, I, yeah, so I just jumped into corporate life. And then it was like never have time to to take care of that 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 little girl inside me who wants to be a writer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing that you mm. write in English so much mm. now. Mm. That baffles me completely oh, because you. you know yeah. it's tough enough in yeah. in your first language, but yeah. I mean I know that you do write in Chinese yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, what is it that, yeah. why is it that you yeah. write in, yeah. in English? Yeah. So um, I think especially with your personal stories like memoirs and personal essays, and it's something that's so up close and personal and, yeah, traumatic in some ways. So mm, then yeah. you need some uh, distance, right? So English give me that psyche distance where Chinese don't have. And so I tried to, I tried to write in Chinese many times. I couldn't get over page one. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. and that's why I feel like, okay, I'm 40 and I have done my share of the work, you know, in the society. I proved myself to my family, blah, 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 to everyone else. And sure, so yeah. now it should be time for myself. Yeah, yeah. to do your thing. To and do to... my thing and, and really to... to, to to really try to realize that dream that 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 bugging me, you know, it's like if mm. your external self and your internal self are not congruent, congruent, like um, yeah. in in place with in peace with each other, it, it doesn't matter how successful uh, financially and and materialistically, you never feel happy. And I so think I, I reached a point where I just had burned down, like. I, I'm one of those uh, few, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I go into the boardroom and I was really like one of those powerful, you know, like, uh, yeah, Successful corporate, yeah, <laughs> right. sort of, yeah, but then I wasn't happy and like every time, you know, after great functions in the five star hotels, I, I went home, I collapsed. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. and I hear this story replay out so many times. <laughs> exactly, but there must be some truth yeah. in the whole thing, yeah. right? Something so. quite fundamental about yeah. the desire to create things. Yeah, and to look after your soul. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think that's what it is: looking mm. after your soul. Mm. That's a really beautiful way of putting it. Thank you. Like a writer. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you going to share with us today? Right. So, I will um, share with you all um, my latest work. So, which is uh, six lyrics or poems for my this first sort of poetry collection. I'm afraid okay. to use this poetry. You know, like I, I never really learned English poetry. Um, so, but uh, so I just um, I try to write in both Chinese and English and try to use language to to express myself and to find a meaning about my family, about the world and where I where I am, where's my place in the world. Yeah. So sort of exploring in that sense. So Sure. Right. Yeah, I can see how identity and the exploration of that, you know, yeah. is is a, a really interesting theme, especially mm. in bilingual work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And try to how to find yourself um in terms of 
language and where you know, like because English is so international that it's you are reaching out to others, and Chinese is your root. Mm. And it kind of helped me help you root it, and so how to balance the both and to get the best, yeah, yeah, so to get the boast, both. The, the the boast, the best of both, <laughs> the best of both, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. So, okay. And another thing is that I I really like to because as a Chinese girl we always taught to be nice and quiet and keep everything within yourself. But、mm. I think after my learning to write in English, I I kind of open up and our、um, mentors they are they are really great. They really help us to see from different perspectives. Sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to have other also Chinese girls to to know that. They're not bad if they wanted to have a independent to have an independent life、yeah. instead of listen to their family all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I also like to have Western or other culture kind of people to know that Chinese is not just one kind of Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. You know, we we maybe look like good girls, but we we also we have our thoughts and we we want. Yeah. Um, we know what we want, and we would go for it. That's great. I think that's a wonderful message. Thank you. <laughs> so,、um, yeah. So this one, the first one, it's quite self-explanatory. So I, I, I would just go ahead and read it. Sure.、Um, sisters, I found an old black and white photograph of my younger sister and me. She's eight. Here in our hometown photo studio. Standing in front of a, of a landscape painting, with two plastic flower pots by our sides, standing to complete the picture. I found an old black and white photograph of my sister and me. I'm ten. See the new suits our mother sent us from Hong Kong: a set of matching light pink jacket and trousers. The sweet scent of the clothes lingers around us. The fragrance of our mother's love. I found a photograph of us as sisters. I put my left arm over my sister's shoulders. She lifts her left hand, holding onto four of my fingers. How I yearn to wrap my arms around her again! How I wish she'd never let go of my hand. I'm holding onto this black and white photograph of my younger sister and me. She's forever eight. I'm always ten. That was really evocative.、Um, yeah, I have a younger sister,、um, and it just made me think of that.、Mm. Very、uh, nostalgic. Yeah.、Um, and it also reminded me of an activity that that、um, we did in a writing workshop, and it was to describe photographs. Oh yes.、Uh, yeah, and it really brought that back for me. Yeah.、Um, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. So this next one is about my mother. Gathering. I hold my mother to pass through in her narrow kitchen. My eyes can't meet hers, but my hands linger on her thinning shoulders. Xu Wenwei, the heart of her mother, the same age as the communist China. Loved to sing and dance, and earning the nickname Red Girl. Washing vegetables, cutting meat, she becomes a young pioneer again, who devoted herself to the chairman, as she would to her absent father. 
steaming fish gilding scallops. She feels the heat of her red gut self, chanting, "Long live Chairman Mao!" Waving the little red book high. It's time to cook the rice. She reaches into a hamper. The glance reminds her of her students and herself as Teacher Chen. She stirs the soup and remembers the day Wei Lai Long, my father, went to her house and asked for her hand. She thought she had arrived home. Ouch! The goo stings her finger. She can't recall a sweet memory with him. He's gone forever. His lovelorn eyes come to my mind. He was a doctor in China. They worked in factories in Hong Kong, and then she learned alternative stories of Mao. Oh, those years! Children came. She couldn't bear to leave them behind with him. They will suffer. She thought then and stayed. Another dish is done. Papa, is dinner ready? Her daughter's son asked her. Yes, dear. Soon. Her grandchildren, boy and girls, rejoice in reply. A large soy-sauced chicken, a range of stir-fried, stir-fried, steamed, grilled dishes fill the table, leaving no room for regrets. Eating and drinking begin. I bring a bowl of soup to her, ma, and a bow. Thank you for everything. Steam gets into her eyes and mine. Thank you. I think the wonderful thing about prepping for a memoir yeah. and writing a memoir is that yeah. rich, checkered history that you oh, know about yeah. your family as a result. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you have that distance from now to the, looking back, and it's okay, you know, like you you try to learn. Each one of them in different ways, and appreciate them in different ways. Sure. Yes, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so since we had a mo- one about my mother, then this one is for my father. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little night bob. Your body lies there, loosely. It looks like yours and not yours at once. All around. A kind of unsettling quietness expands. You installed a little night bulb above my bed when I was three or four years old. Often, I raised the palm of my hand to try and gather its warmth. Often, I let your warmth flow into my heart. Your body lies there, empty. It looks like yours and not yours at once. All around. The sky is getting darker and darker. Rain begins to fall, chillingly. Raindrops fall on the roof of the funeral parlor. I raise my childhood face up to your wear smile. It feels exactly like the warmth of that little night bulb. My body stands here, quiet and warm. I still feel the light of your memory within me to help me grow. For you, in the dark. I love how raw and honest your poetry is. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel that way about your memoir extracts that that I've heard as well. Um, you know, there, there's just so much um, 
of yourself yeah. and opening yourself. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. which I think, you know, we had this discussion. I think a lot of fiction writers oh. can hide behind a veneer of fiction, whereas. You know, yeah. I, it's almost like that openness and vulnerability mm. that comes with being a non-fiction or memoir writer comes through the poetry as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, that's wonderful. Would you like to share one more piece? Yeah. Um, just before we finish? Well, yeah, you will see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, my lyric, um, my title lyric, um, and it's for all the children in the world who had been deeply rooted. Don't cry, Phoenix. Legend has it that there's a bird. She flew into a sea of flames and burned to ashes. Dear Phoenix, oh Phoenix, what drove you to despair, to throw yourself into the flaming sea? Between the heavens and the earth, a thousand winds are whispering. The universe is filled with prayers for the bird. All living beings are devoted to her. Somewhere afar, a certain silky smooth shaft of light appears. It's a slim bird struggling to stretch out, to rise. Tears streaks from the corners of her eyes. She strives to be rid of the nightmares of her past. Legend has it that there's a bird. She flew into a sea of flames and burned to ashes. Dear Phoenix, oh Phoenix, what drove you to despair, to throw yourself into the flaming sea? Between the heavens and the earth, a thousand winds are whispering. The universe is filled with prayers for the bird. All living beings are devoted to her. Somewhere afar, the silky smooth shaft of light appears, simmers. That slim bird continues to flap so hard. The tears in her eyes evaporate. She fights on and liberates herself from the sea of flames. Proudly, she spreads her wings and soars into the air, like a brand new leaf in a cherry tree forest. She enjoys her solitude amidst the thorn, glorying in the beauty of her rebirth. Thank you. Thank you. And a nice tribute. Yeah. Well, it was wonderful to hear your work um, and I have shared links to right. places that people can um, can find other works of yours yeah, if they want thank to. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Is there anywhere else that, that they can? Yeah. I, oh, there's your Facebook page as well, isn't yeah. there? Um, are there links to your work through there too? The Shanghai Literary Review issue two and issue four that I mentioned, that I um, yeah, uh, gave the name um, to you before. I have a few copies. Yeah, I have a few copies. So if they want it, they can message me and then, um, yeah, I, I can send to them directly also. Oh, wonderful. Okay. <laughs> well, it was so nice to hear your work and that was very enjoyable. So thank yeah. you so much for coming in today and no, talking thank you, to Denny. us. I think you're doing a great job. Oh. <laughs> it yeah. always goes too quickly, though. Yeah. I can sit and listen to you read poetry for hours. <laughs> thank you. Okay, thanks so much, Sonia. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to join in the discussion, have questions or comments, please post on our Facebook wall at fb.me forward slash heart in art 2019. If you love art and would like to take part in the show, 
contact us at m.me forward slash heart in art 2019. I've been your host, Danny Vanderbrook. Thank you for listening. See you next time.